best friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, I was going to talk about Valentine's Day because the day that this episode releases, it is Valentine's Day. It's February 14th, and I know that a lot of people are Valentine's Day people. However, I'm not. I'm not really into Valentine's Day. I've never been into Valentine's Day. I've been in a relationship for almost 10 years and we're not Valentine's Day people. When I was single, I wasn't a Valentine's Day person. So that's not really what I'm going to focus on, but I am going to focus on something kind of love-ish themed. So last week, if you remember, if you follow the podcast Instagram at Your So Quiet Pod, if you're not following, you should be. I put up a bunch of polls about things that we love and things that we hate. And that's what I'm going to talk about this week. I'm going to go through all of your answers, talk about the percentages of people who love and hate stuff, and give my thoughts on each of these things. Because there is a reason that I picked these specific things to put on the poll. But before we get into that, of course, we're going to do our mental health check. We're going to rate our mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. I historically, okay, so earlier this week, I was feeling pretty bad, to be honest with you. I feel like I'm on the brink of a depressive episode and I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I'm not in the mood for it. I don't want it. So today, I finished the edits for my queer ghosty work in progress and I'm very excited about it. I'm so happy that I have that finished because I felt like that stupid thing was just <laughs> just lurking over my head like the ghost that it was. But now that I've finished all my edits, I send it out to a couple beta readers. I am looking for more beta readers. So if you are into queer ghost books with some murder and stuff thrown in, um, reach out to me and we can chat about it. But yeah, so I'm very excited about that. I am nearing completion on the master bedroom project. I just have two, well, okay, so I take that back. I have three walls left to paint. One I can't paint right now because we're getting the windows replaced and the windows are on that wall and I don't want to like spend all this time painting and getting all the details right and then when they come and install the windows there's like damage or whatever and we have to get some sheetrock done too on that side. So the project is, it is taking time and I don't love it that it's taking that much time, but I do feel like it's not lurking over me as much because the things that I can do at this exact moment are pretty limited. I can paint two walls, I can switch out the electrical plates and stuff, and that's about it. And it's not super pressing. So I'm feeling better about that and... I am a little anxious as well because if you don't know, I have been racing almost every weekend. Um, I do autocross with my husband. We got the Tesla, as you definitely know if you've listened to the podcast for more than four minutes, and we love racing it and I love racing it. But as much as I enjoy racing, it also gives me like severe anxiety (laughs) because I'm a very anxious driver. So when... I tell you that we are going to a pro solo this weekend, which is like a national type event, I think. 
I, th- I say I think because I literally have never done it before. I think it might be a regional event. But anyway, in any case, it's actually a test event and it's not the actual national or regional event. It's a test event and it's free. It's three hours away. We got a hotel. It's a two day event. Like we're, we're doing the whole thing. And when I tell you that my stomach has been in knots like for three days and the closer we get to the time that we're going to leave, the more stressed out I am. And you're like, you race every weekend. Like, what is the problem? And the problem is that I, I'm a very capable driver. Okay. I'm not a bad driver. I have only been in one accident, knock on wood. And that was when I was rear-ended once. I am typically a very cautious driver, defensive driver, whatever. But when I'm on the track, I feel like I'm holding back almost all the time because, and my husband like nailed this on the head the other day and it almost made me cry because it's like one of those things that you think that no one knows and then you find out that they know and then you're even more embarrassed. So anyway, um, I'm like afraid of embarrassing myself while I'm driving. So my fear is that I am going to hit every cone on the track and that I'm going to DNF, which is did not finish, did not complete the course as created. And then people are going to laugh at me. And although embarrassment is truly not the worst thing and I'm not going to literally die of embarrassment, um, I will do almost anything to avoid being humiliated. And for whatever reason, I have it in my head that I will humiliate myself if I try really hard and I hit a bunch of cones and I DNF. And truly, like, it's not the worst thing, but I'm afraid that it is. So I hold myself back and I want to not do that, but I'm afraid. (laughs) So uh, at the Pro Solo this weekend, there are only supposed to be 50 drivers. That's like the smallest event that I could possibly go to. Typically every weekend at our little, um, I don't know what it's called, regional events, I guess, but it's like Houston region events. There are 200 plus drivers and that's like a lot of people. So this is the pro solo, the pro solo test event that I'm going to is the smallest group of people that I could possibly embarrass myself in front of for this particular sporting event. So what I'm trying to ramp myself up to do is literally just try. Okay. (laughs) And that's, that sounds really stupid. And I don't know. It sounds, it's, it's embarrassing to say out loud, but I'm trying to convince myself to really try. Like, it's not that I'm not trying, but I'm trying more to be a smooth driver than I am to be really aggressive and really fast. And I want to be really fast and really aggressive. At the moment, literally no one is afraid if I'm showing up to an event. (laughs) I'm not, I, I'm not last overall. I'm last in my class, but I'm not last overall at the event. But no one's seeing that I registered and they're like, oh, Chelsea's showing up. Like, we better bring our A game. Zero percent of people are thinking that. So I want people to think that. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm hyper, hyper competitive. So 
I just, I want to convince myself to try. Not only am I afraid of trying and failing, I'm like, (laughs) I'm afraid of being in an accident, like in a car accident. It's like one of my biggest fears. So I think that I pull back because I'm not sure that the car can handle it. However, I know the car can handle it because my husband drives the same car and he is much faster than me. Like, I don't want to even tell you how many seconds faster because you don't need to know that information. (laughs) But he's much faster than me, but he's also a much more experienced driver. So I feel like I can't be trusted to do the things that he's doing. I don't know. Maybe it's stupid, but it is affecting my mental health, which is why I told you all of this. So even though I am feeling better, I think I'm at like a three and a half. And what's been kind of weird for me, and maybe you experience this too, is that like 9 p.m. hits and I am depressed. <laughs> like like 9 p.m., the sun is down, I just feel sad and lonely and stupid. And I don't know what that's about, but maybe it's just like the tail end of the seasonal depression fun Um, I don't know what it is, but I don't like it and I'm hoping that it ends. So if you are experiencing anything similar to what I'm experiencing, if you're experiencing nighttime sadness, if you are experiencing severe anxiety because of something coming up that you're just afraid you're going to embarrass yourself or what could happen or blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm right here with you. And you know what? We got this. We are going to make it through It doesn't matter how we feel about it. We can still try. And honestly, failing is not the worst thing. And this is something that I need to internalize. So I'm just going to keep saying it. I know I've said it before, but failing at something is not the worst thing. The worst thing is never trying because you're afraid of failing. Because what if, what if I actually try at this pro solo event and I'm actually like half decent? You know, what if I'm actually good? (laughs) I might be bad, but I have to be bad before I can be good at something. And I don't know about you. I don't know if it's like the childhood trauma. I don't know if it's like my personality type, but if I'm not good at something, I usually don't do it. And this is a really stupid, stupid thing for me to do because I can literally never be good at something if I just don't be bad at it at first. I wasn't good at tennis when I first started tennis and I don't know like how I tricked my brain into being out there. I'm not great still, but I'm better than I was and I do have people who recognize me and tell me after the match like, oh, as soon as I knew it was you, I knew that we were going to have to do something extra. So I do, I've improved and the only reason I've improved is because I've stuck with it. So if you're like me, and you quit things because you're not immediately amazing at it. Maybe like 2023 is the year that we don't do that anymore. I don't know. I just want to try and I want you to try too because we can be amazing at something but only if we try at it. Okay? Okay. As for what I've been watching, just a little quick snippet. I just started Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. I think I've watched six episodes. I think it is so cute. It is so sweet. I love the characters. I love all the characters. There's no character that I'm like, ugh, I hate when this person is on the screen. I love how it's written. I love the girl friendships. I love that it deals with serious issues in like a real life kind of way. 
I love it. I love it. So if you want something that's kind of heartwarming, but kind of pulling at your heartstrings and dealing with some tough issues as well, Ginny and Georgia is the way to go. And so with all of that being said, let's jump into our loves and our hates. So as I said at the top of the episode, I posted on Instagram. I said, hey, besties and introverties, let's play a game. I'm going to post a bunch of polls. I want you to vote in them. Tell me if you love it or if you hate it. There was no in between. You only have two options, okay? First one, coffee. Do you love or do you hate coffee? And I picked this one specifically because December 4th of 2022, unfortunately, I do remember the exact date, I stopped drinking all caffeine because of my vertigo thing. And to be honest, it did help for a long time. But the last several weeks, I have been getting dizzy a lot more again, and I have not had any caffeine in months at this point. So I love coffee, like love it. There's, there is just something about the smell and the taste and just the whole experience of having coffee that I love. When I stopped having caffeine and coffee in particular, I realized that I may have had an addiction, like literally been addicted to caffeine because the way that I had a headache for three weeks straight was no joke. And it wasn't because I was searching online. They're like, oh, yeah, by day four, you'll feel better. No, three weeks, I had a splitting headache and maybe this is TMI, but coffee helped uh, speed along certain bodily functions So for those three weeks, that particular bodily function was not regular, which meant that I was not feeling good. And it took a while for my body to relearn how to do this thing on its own. So I have been without coffee for three months now. And since I'm getting dizzy again, part of me wants to get back on the coffee, to be perfectly honest with you. But the other part of me is like, maybe I don't want to jump right back into an addiction, you know? I am not going to start up coffee again. I'm going to try reintroducing caffeine in small amounts and see if it makes the dizziness worse. And if it does, then I do have a different issue that I need to identify. But yeah, so coffee. I personally am in the love category and 89% of you are also in the love category. I do understand coffee is amazing. If you do not like it, I do get it though. Because the first time I had like straight espresso, disgusting, disgusting. And I don't know what changed along the way. Like, did my taste buds change? Did I grow to like it? Did I force it down my throat for some reason? I don't know. But I love it now, but I hated it originally. And if you hated it originally, I can totally understand why you're like not a fan you know? So, 89% of you love coffee. 11, do not. Next, matcha. So, matcha, if you don't know what matcha is, it's essentially green tea leaves that are ground up and you dissolve the green tea leaves in warm water and then you can mix it with additional water or milk or a milk substitute or whatever. I personally really enjoy matcha. At first, when I first had it, I thought it tasted like straight up grass. It was nasty. So, I do think that you need to experiment with it if you want to actually find one that you like. If you don't, I get it. Because also, 60% of you hate matcha. 
I get it. I get it. 40% of you love it. I'm in the 40%. I do think it is an acquired taste. I do not know why I wanted to acquire the taste. Actually, no, I take that back. This is probably toward the tail end. I don't even know if that's true. I started drinking matcha like a year, year or two ago, and it has a third of the caffeine of a cup of coffee. So it does have caffeine. I did have a matcha this morning, just full transparency, just reintroducing some caffeine into my life. Uh, I've had no ill effects so far, which is great, except for like the late afternoon crash by like 3 p.m. Tired, so tired. But I'm not sure if I just feel like that every day or if it was caffeine related. I don't know. I won't have caffeine tomorrow and I'll let you know. But I hated it when I first had it, but I really wanted to like it because first it has less caffeine, so it's not going to make you as wired or as jittery. So you can have it kind of more throughout the day and it's better for you. Like it's literally green tea, which is good for you or supposed to be good for you. Anyway, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but I think it's good. So I started adding different creamers. I tried out a bunch of different kinds of matcha until I found one that I really liked. And if you care to know, I will send it to you. If you DM me, I'll let you know which one I use. It's lightly sweetened. And then I mix it with oat milk to make a latte. Yeah, I love matcha, but most of you hate matcha. And in all honesty, if you want to try matcha, if you never had it before and you're like, well, 60% of people that listen to this podcast hate it, um, I would recommend going to Starbucks, getting a matcha latte, adding two pumps of vanilla and try it that way because that is the best way that I've had it. So give it a shot. I don't know. Or don't. Whatever. Okay, so next one is Harry Potter. Do you love Harry Potter or do you hate Harry Potter? I love Harry Potter, okay? Sorry. I know that the author is hugely transphobic and really kind of tainted the whole experience a little bit. I do, however, have to separate the author from what they created. I don't think that the author's views should always taint the art that they create. And personally for me, Harry Potter has like a very deep emotional significance I don't know. You can judge me for that if you want. And I'll talk about it on, you know what? I'll talk about it now. So when I first, actually, I'll talk about that on a later podcast, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I want to get into the the childhood trauma today because we're talking about loves and hates and that's a full hate. And I'm just not really in the mood to be quite honest. But 86% of you love Harry Potter, 14% hate. Now, I do, I see both sides to be honest. I think that it is one of those things you either love it or you hate it. There really is no in-between. I think that if you grew up with it or if it has emotional significance to you, that's great. But if it doesn't and it's just some random young adult novel, book series, movie series, whatever, then you're just not really that into it and that's fine. I'm not one of the people who are going to ram it down your throat and tell you that you must like it because... Mm, no. Next we have rainy days. I am personally a big rainy day fan for the most part. I love it when I can just stay inside and read a book and have a nice little cozy day. 
But when it comes to real life, when I have to go run errands, when I have to strap down my car to take it to an event, for example, or when I have to walk my dog, when I have to actually be in the rain, don't like it. Um, 75% of you love rainy days. And I would theorize that those 75% love a rainy day when they can stay inside out of the rain. I don't know very many people who are like, ooh, it's raining, let me run outside and be in it. I don't know why, like, as a society, we just don't like not being dry. I mean, I don't know. Being dry is one of the best things. It sucks to be wet. I hate a wet sock. Really ruins the day. So, 75% of you love it. I personally have to disagree. I'm, like, for real life purposes, not a fan. Hate it. Okay, next one. I thought this one might be 50-50, but it's not. I asked if you love or hate fake eyelashes. And I'm talking like the either the ones that you put on as a full set onto your eyelid, like you can just glue on yourself, or like lash extensions that you go to someone to get installed. I personally am not a fan unless they look natural. So I feel like I just don't like them because very rarely do I see lash extensions that look natural. Most of the time, they're these big, really thick eyelashes that literally no one thinks are your eyelashes. And I don't think that's the point, but I just don't like how it looks. I think it just makes your upper eyelid look way too heavy and kind of throws off the symmetry of the face. But if that's what you're going for, then fine, like go for it. However, (laughs) 75% of you hate fake eyelashes as well. So... I don't know. Maybe it's just the people who I have listening to the show who don't like fake eyelashes. And maybe there's a whole other niche of people on like a beauty podcast, for example, who all love fake eyelashes. I don't know. I personally just don't really like how they look. I remember once I have this memory of a friend of mine letting me take off her fake eyelashes. And that was very satisfying because you just peel it very slowly off the eyelid and it just comes off all in one piece and very smooth. I really liked taking it off, but I would never want to put that on my eyelid because just generally like sensory stuff on my face, especially around my eyes really bothers me. If I have an eyelash that is growing in and I can feel the other one that hasn't really been pushed out yet, do you know what I mean? Like they shed sometimes. I will literally pick, like, pull at my eyelashes to find the one that's loose to pop it out so that the other eyelash can come in. Uh, Maybe that's, like, the weirdest thing you've ever heard of, but I just can't, I can't with things around my eyes. Even, like, mascara sometimes, if it's too stuck together, I can feel it tugging and it really bugs me. I hate it. So, yeah, fake eyelashes are not for me and not for 75% of you. Okay, next one. Next one, I have sushi. I love sushi. This is weird because I used to hate fish, full stop. Did not like any kind of fish. And then when I lived in Seattle, we went to this place called Etta's. If you're in Seattle and if they're open again, I don't know if they are after the pandemic, but go to Etta's and get their rubbed with love salmon. It is so good and it is what introduced me back into fish or introduced me for the first time, to be honest, because I had never up to that point had fish that I liked. 
And I know that everyone always says, well, you just haven't had some you like. You just haven't had some you like. And I hated when people said that. However, in this case, it was true. And it opened up a whole new world for me. I still do not like fish that tastes fishy. I want it to be like a mild fish. And sushi is usually pretty mild. And I feel like fish that's too fishy is just not very fresh. I don't know if that's true, but that's the impression that I get. So 71% of you guys love sushi and 29% of you hate sushi. And like normal, I can see both sides because when I was not eating fish, you could not have paid me to eat raw fish. I won't even eat it cooked and seasoned and whatever. You want me to eat it raw? Bye. But now, really into sushi. I love a good sushi roll. I love sashimi. I'll try pretty much anything once at this point. Okay, next one. This is one of two of this entire poll that is unanimous love, okay? And it is, drumroll please, Game of Thrones. Unanimously, 100% of you love Game of Thrones. And I'm actually really surprised, to be honest with you, because although I did love Game of Thrones, I love the series, particularly on HBO, if I were looking at the last few seasons... In particular, I would have to say hate. However, the first season of Game of Thrones is amazing. Okay, so if you haven't watched it, this is about to be a spoiler, so skip ahead like 15 to 30 seconds. But when they killed off, I'm giving you time to skip ahead for the spoiler. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, when they killed off Ned Stark, I literally thought that that is who the show was about. I was so confused. He was killed off in the first episode and I was so lost. Like, how is this even possible? But that whole first season was so good. Second season was pretty good. Third season was pretty good. And then four through six was a little bit sketchy, in my opinion. And seventh one was a wrap-up season, which I think was still fine. It was still acceptable. And I also watched House of the Dragon, which I thought was really good, very incestuous. It was still good. I still liked it. So yeah, okay, spoiler over, spoiler over. You can stop skipping ahead. 100% of you love Game of Thrones. So if you're listening to this, if you did not vote in the poll, you should probably, I don't know, try out Game of Thrones. Because if 100% of your closest friends love Game of Thrones, you might also. And it's like a whole series that you can binge into oblivion and not have to wait for a new episode and get a taste of of the culture, you know? Okay, next one, running. So this one I thought would be far more weighted on one side or the other, but it's 50-50. 50% of you love it. 50% of you hate it. I'm sorry, but I hate to run. And when I'm thinking of running, I'm thinking of like distance running. I don't usually go for a run. I, I get in these like moods where I'm in like a running mood and I'll be on that, on that, I don't know, on the running train for a couple weeks and then I will not run again for many, many months. And I'm obviously in the latter portion at the moment. But I would certainly not say that I ever love running, but sometimes I just want to do it. It's kind of weird, right? I don't know. But I really thought more people would hate running. But 50-50, it seems, I don't know. But good for you. Go friends. You're, I mean, you're doing great. You're doing great. If you love running, great. If you hate running, I'm right there with you. Okay, next one. The beach. 
Now, the beach can be a great place, right? The beach can be nice and sunny and quiet and you have the ocean and the sand and clear water, whatever. But I think the beach can also be disgusting. You can have crazy amounts of seaweed, dead fish, children everywhere, really sharp rocks, uh, dirty water, salt water in your mouth. Like there are, I mean, many facets to the beach. However, 86% of you love the beach totally get it. I think that I like the beach, but I don't love the beach. So I guess if I had to pick it, I would say I hate the beach. Because when I tell you that every time I go to the beach, I get sand in places where sand should never be. And I'm washing it out of my scalp for days. And I've never like touched my head to the ground. I've just been in the water. So, yeah, I I like to be clean, and so I guess I have to say hate because I don't love it. So I am, for better or worse, joining the 14% of you that hate the beach. Okay, next one. Reading. You know for me, this is already a love. And I think that at the moment, it's like a very trendy thing to be into reading. I don't feel like that was true a few years ago but I think books are kind of making a comeback, as weird as that sounds. So, 83% of you love to read. I'm with you. 17% of you hate to read. And to be honest, I again, like always, I can see both sides. I understand that reading can be tedious, and it's kind of hard to find books that you really, really love. So, speaking of which, there is this book that is a sequel to one I read before, I'm not going to name the book because I don't want to roast anybody, but I loved the previous book. It was like a romance. It was very quirky and kitschy, and I I liked it. It was like a nice, easy read, and so I was so excited when the sequel came out, ordered it right away, and I'm like 80 pages in, and I am not going to finish it. I don't like it. I'm not into it. I think it's boring. It's just not doing it for me. And I think that sometimes we, especially like when we're younger and we're in school, we have to read all of these books that are written in like the 1800s. And while this is fine, I think there are some great books that have written in the 1800s, Pride and Prejudice, Jane Eyre, like you name it, I'm, I'm there for it. But there are others like The Scarlet Letter, which I very publicly hate that I had to read three times through school that would have ruined my love of reading if I had not already established it with books I liked. So if your only experience with reading is in school when you're forced to read these books that you literally could not care less about, I totally understand why you would not like to read. I think personally, I think reading is a great thing and it really helps me like with my job. It helps me become a better writer. It helps me learn about different concepts and how to write certain things and different ways to describe things. So I I love it. I'm a huge reading advocate always. All right, next one. This is the second of the 100% unanimous vote, okay? There were only two, Game of Thrones and this one, and I'll give you one second to guess what it is. Okay, one second is over. (laughs) This was, do you love or hate dogs? 
100% of you love dogs. I think that is a huge green flag for all of my listeners because dogs are amazing. They are too pure for this earth. We do not deserve them. They are sweet baby angels and I love dogs as well. I have a dog. He's amazing. He's annoying. Like, don't get me wrong, but I love him to death. Okay. Next though, I have cats. Do you love or do you hate cats? And you already know that this is not a unanimous love, okay? (laughs) However, majority of you love cats. 67% of you love cats. I am personally not a cat lover. I like cats. I think they're awesome. I think they can be really sweet and really cuddly. I mean, I think it's the personal boundaries thing because cats are like always in your stuff on the counter, getting into everything. And I know you can train a cat, right? I know that you can. But dogs, like they're bred to be trained, whereas cats are are bred to be cats, you know? <laughs> like they are, they're cats. There's a whole phrase that says, like herding cats. So yeah, I I would have to say hate. Although, like for clarity's purposes, I just don't love them. I'm more of a dog person. Okay, next one is astrology. This one, so 67% of you love astrology, 33% of you hate astrology. I, okay, so um, I do think that mostly astrology is BS, okay? I'm not going to change my life based on whether or not Mercury is in retrograde or something. However, I do think that there are a lot of, like, coincidences, you know? Like, I am a Sagittarius and some of the, like, personality things kind of match up. My husband is an Aquarius and to be honest, I've never met an Aquarius I didn't like. So, I don't know, maybe there's something to it. Maybe there is. But again, I'm not going to change my life based on where the planets happen to be, you know? I, I think that's too far. I think it's too far. However, I would have to say that I love astrology because I do think it is fascinating and I definitely have the CoStar app installed on my phone. I get my little horoscope every day and I I actually enjoy it. So I would have to say I love it. All right, next one is Stranger Things. I, maybe you're going to be disappointed in me for this one, but I would have to say I'm with the 29% of you that hate Stranger Things because I have just never been able to get into it. I know that a bunch of people love it. I have people tell me, oh, you just need to give it a few episodes to get into it. And like, I don't want to invest time into things that I have to get into. It's like the acquired taste thing. Like, I don't feel like acquiring the taste. You know what I mean? Like, you might have a taste for Stranger Things and that's perfectly fine. And I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the 71% of you (laughs) that love Stranger Things, but I just don't want to acquire the taste for it. Just, that's just me. So happy for the 71% of you that love it, for the 29% that do not, I'm right there with you. Sorry, but I am not that sorry. Okay, next, Air Force Ones. I love a good Air Force One. My favorite everyday shoe are my Air Force Ones. I have them in white and the little platform ones. And I want to get more because I just like how they look. I think they're very sporty and cute and whatever. But 40% of you hate Air Force Ones. What the heck? Wrong answer. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I just love them. 
And I know that they're very trendy right now and whatever, and they've been around for forever, but I'm like into a sneaker. You know, I'm a sneaker kind of gal. I do have like boots and heels and whatever that I also really, really like. But for everyday use in Air Force One, like you cannot go wrong. It goes well with almost every outfit of mine, at least. And it goes with my style, I guess. So the 40% of you that hate it, maybe it's just not in your style. Maybe you're not like a, a sporty sporty person or whatever. But I am and it, it really fits in my style. So I am with the 60% of you that do love Air Force Ones. All right, next one, dancing. I hate to dance. Why? Because I can't. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, okay, that's not true. So I can, kind of. I took ballet for two years in college. I don't know if that really counts, but I just don't, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not super comfortable dancing in general. And if you were to be like, do you want to go dancing? Like, like eh, do you want to like do something else? Like anything else? So I would have to say I hate it. I do remember, like, I have very formative memories of being at, like, high school dances and dancing from when the dance opened to when it closed, but me right now, nah. It, it, it's a no for me, dog, and it is a no from 38% of you as well, so we can stand in the corner in solidarity while the other 62% that love dancing go dance their little hearts out on the dance floor. All right, green smoothies. I like a green smoothie. However, if the stuff tastes like grass, we gotta fix it, okay? I remember doing a juice cleanse with my husband um, a couple years ago at this point, and literally I will never do that again. First of all, the idea of a juice cleanse is very diet culture and I'm judging myself a little bit for having done it. However, if I was gonna do it, it may as well taste good, and it did not. So, yeah, green smoothies, I'm into it as long as it tastes good. Better not taste like grass. If it tastes like kale or something, sorry, gotta go put an apple in there or something. But this one was 50-50. Half of you love it, half of you hate it, and I think it's just one of those things, you know? Maybe you got a grass one and you hate it now. Maybe you got an apple-flavored one, you love it now. I don't know, but I think it's just kind of one of those things, you know? All right, next one, we have baths. I love a good bath. I, yeah, it's, it can be such a relaxing time. Set up some candles, get your book, get a glass of wine, and just relax. Sometimes, truly, nothing better. I will pick a shower over a bath for everyday use. I'm not, like, marinating in my own filth for, like, generally, and even... I usually shower after I take a bath anyway, but anywho, 71% of you are like me and love baths, 29% of you hate baths, and again, I can see both sides because like I said, it kind of feels a little bit, if you think about it, like you're marinating in your own dirt, so like for cleanliness purposes, a bath is not the move, but generally speaking, like for relaxation purposes, it is the move. Okay, next one. Scary movies. You already know that I love a good scary movie. Love, love, love scary movies. Always have been. I used to watch them all the time with my mom. I have a lot of formative memories of watching like old, I say old, but older 
80s scary movies and I still watch them to this day. And 86% of you agree that scary movies are the best. We love them. 14% of you hate scary movies. And honestly, (laughs) I do get it. I do get it. I'm getting tired of hearing myself say that, but I do get it. Like, I mean, I don't expect everyone to love the things that I love, you know? And why? I don't know why I like a scary movie. Why do I want to give myself nightmares? Why do I want to make myself afraid of the dark? I don't know. But I do like doing it. And if you don't like doing that, like, I get it. It's fine. Although, scary movies are cinematic gold 90% of the time. So, you know, there's that. Anyway, next one. And actually, second to last one. We're coming up on the end here. This one is, do you love or do you hate snow? I hate snow. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'll tell you why. I have lived in places where it's pretty much hot all the time, like Texas, where it does not snow. And I've lived in places where there are defined seasons and where it does snow a lot. I have very distinct memories of having to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to shovel the driveway so I could get to school. So it's like I'm doing work before going to school to do work. I'm waking up at five o'clock in the morning to shovel for two hours with my whole family is out there. We're all trying to get this driveway clear so we can go to school and work. It's terrible. It's terrible. I hate it. I like the idea of snow, okay? I like how pretty it is and it can look all picturesque and there's like some certain quality like the smell that's around you and if you've ever heard snowfall like in the silence it I mean it's very pretty right for day to day I gotta say I hate it I'm sorry I hate it I hate it because it just sucks like the the shoveling the fact that if it gets on my jeans it's going to melt against my skin and then it's gonna refreeze so then I'm gonna be walking around in these stiff jeans and that's not what I want that's not what I want at all so it's a hate from me However, 57% of you love snow. And you know what? You you do you, friend, because I I can't even I, I just can't. I hate it for practical purposes. I do think that living somewhere where there is snow would not be bad for me because I literally do not leave the house. Okay? So it wouldn't actually affect my day to day. However, for the one day a week I wanted to leave the house, I would be so mad and I would be complaining. And then my husband would say, I told you so. And I mean, he would be right. He would be right. He's always right. So yeah, it's a hate from me. I'm with the 43% of you that hate snow. It's it's just going to be a no for me. And the last one is one that I did not put on my, on my little polls, but someone messaged me and it was like, my favorite thing that you missed is alone time. I'm just like, what kind of introvert podcast host am I that did not put alone time in the loves and hates section? And I think it's because of this. I think it's because if you are listening to this podcast, you are an introvert and you love your alone time. It is very obvious. I don't need to put anything out there where we all know that we love it, right? Right. We all love some good alone time And truly, there's nothing better to just kind of recharge your batteries is to just sit by yourself in silence doing nothing. And I think it's um, really underrated, to be honest. 
there's this always this huge focus on like being social and getting out of your shell and blah 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 but I'm like good in the shell you know I'm comfortable in the shell I'm I'm feeling good I don't want to come out I want to be here I want to do nothing in silence by myself okay I'm sure you agree. (laughs) All right. With all of that being said, we are about at the end of our time together this week. Thank you so much for joining me on Valentine's Day. I hope you have a great day, great night. No matter how you celebrate or if you celebrate, know that I love you no matter what. If you like the show and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. As I've said, so many times you're probably sick of me saying it. It really does help get the word out about the show. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod, and stay up to date with this episode, all future episodes. Watch my stories. I have some great memes in there if I do say so myself. And I love interacting with you guys. So yeah, that is all for now, my best friends. I will talk to you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.